1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Arsenal way. And yes, we are back at you with another Transfer insight show. And today, we're going to be speaking about Rafinha. So it's only right I've got the Leeds United club right before Leeds Live, Baron Cross, just to speak on the developments and the type of player he is. Baron, before we start, how are you, mate? You good?
0: I'm good. Thank you for having me, Bailey. Yeah, really, really good. Thank you. Um, The summer is well underway. Leeds have thankfully been busy in the the window. so, um, So all is well up here.
1: Of course. Yeah. Just what's your thoughts on Leeds United's transfer window so far and how it could go from a from a Leeds United's perspective of things.
0: Well, it's, it's gone really, really well so far. I don't think any of us expect him to move so quickly. Um, evidently, Aronson was one they were looking at in January, and Salzburg weren't willing to, to to do business at that stage. So to get him over the line within a few days of the Brentford game was was hugely important, and it set the tone for for what's going to be an important summer for Leeds, which I'm sure we'll touch upon. They, they do need to learn some lessons from from last season, and they can't afford to be as close to, to relegation as they were. So um, that was a hugely important move to get Aronson in, and then Christensen is is widely seen as one of the sort of those sort of second-level right-backs in Europe that, that seems to be really doing well. He's at a good age. I think we know that Danish players seem to fit in with the Premier League quite well. So to get Christensen in as well has um, been hugely, hugely impressive.
1: Of course, you mentioned Aronson, a Red Bull player, a Red Bull Salzburg player. Is that just a signal that Jesse Marsh is really demanding and leading the transfer targets for, for Leeds in the summer window?
0: Yeah, I suppose it's, it's it's impossible to avoid that link, isn't it? The fact that they've yeah. gone and got two players from Salzburg who have both worked with with Jesse. So Aronson certainly predates Marsh. I know that they were looking at Aronson uh, whilst Bielsa was still manager, so I think he he fit into the type of player they wanted anyway. Um, but it's hard to ignore the fact that that both he and now Christensen have both got done with Marsh in charge. So, yeah, I think... Um, we can at least safely say they're players that Marsh likes. And so we'll hopefully aid that transition into, into his kind of style of football next season.
1: Absolutely. Interesting window for Leeds indeed. But let's take it to an Arsenal perspective now. I think all Arsenal fans want to hear about the news of surrounding Rafinha. Various reports from, from UK media outlets have been saying that Arsenal are interested in Rafinha. I know he has many clubs touting for his signature. And Baron, just where do you see Rafinha come August? Is he going to be a Leeds United
0: player or do you see him elsewhere? <laughs> it's a tough question to answer. I think the the gut feeling is that he won't be at Leeds, but we do know that transfers can in some instances rumble on and can, can take some time to get done. and you know it may well be a case that to answer your question specifically, he could well start August with Leeds end up moving sort of just before the window closes. Of course, the season starts before the window closes, which has become the, the custom over the past few years. So he could well fall into that category, but I think ultimately, Whenever it happens, I think most of us do believe that he'll he'll leave Leeds before the window closes.
1: Yeah, and he's been linked to to many clubs, Arsenal being one of those. Do you see a, a transfer to Arsenal as a as a realistic possibility, or or not really?
0: I certainly would say it's realistic. I think clearly Arsenal have got the the money to at least tempt Leeds. I think that the important factor here, Bailey, is that Leeds didn't get relegated, so they do still hold quite a lot of cards in this negotiation. Rafinha's got two years on his deal. We all know that if he doesn't sign a new deal, any fee next summer would be far less than they would get this summer. So I think we all agree that if they are going to sell him and he's not going to sign a new deal, the leads do realistically need to maximise their, their value on him, which would be this summer. So they they don't necessarily have to deal at a low amount. If they'd gone down, I think most of us are aware that there was a relegation release clause and he would have gone for far less than he, than he hopefully will go for this summer. So... I think Arsenal should. I mean, obviously, I'm not too too close with with what Arsenal are planning to do this summer. I've, I've seen Gabriel Jesus and Yuri Tielemans mentioned, and I'm sure they won't come cheap. But if Arsenal did have sixty, seventy million pounds, then that would, of course, get them get them into the race for Rafinha. You would feel so. I think the money wouldn't be an issue for Arsenal. Clearly, they're not offering Champions League football, which which would be to their detriment when you look at some of the clubs that, that do have Champions League football that might be able to offer that to Rafinha. So that may well be a be a factor. But the fact that Arsenal are in Europe, they've obviously got a huge fan base, they're, they're playing a huge stadium, they play in London, which we all know is a very attractive proposition for players. I certainly would say it's realistic, but they're going to have a lot of competition on their hands.
1: A lot of competition indeed. And one club that has been heavily linked to is Barcelona. And yeah. of course, Barcelona, they have had their economic difficulties, of course. But the prospect of a, we know Brazilian players, they like to play in the La Liga for Real Madrid or, or Barcelona. Does Barcelona, if they had the financial backing behind them, that would surely put them as the
0: as the front runners, right? I think the main advantage for Barcelona is Deco. So Deco, who, who many of your your viewers will know, was a very, very popular and successful footballer with, with Chelsea and Porto and Barcelona during his playing days. He's now an agent and, and he looks after Rafinha. And his relationship with Barcelona, I mean, is very, very close. I think... I don't know if it's been sort of officially recognized by Barcelona but he is he's effectively a Barcelona employee you know he's he's their man in South America he does get involved in a lot of talent scouting for them in that part of the world so clearly his his relationship with Barcelona will inevitably have an impact on on any transfer dealings with Rafinha as i say though Leeds will have the final say on this you know if if Barcelona cannot compete financially with the likes of Arsenal or somebody else then that is going to be a factor whether Deco wants it or not Ultimately, Leeds are going to look for the highest bidder if they are going to sell him at all. And Barca will have to stump up good money if they want to be in that race. But certainly, Deco is, is a big factor. And there has been so much noise from Spain for the past six months. It's hard to believe that it's all untrue.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And of course, you spoke about the potential of a transfer happening. But let's talk about the player himself and the tab of player he is. Now, of course, Rafinha being left footed, I know his stronger position is on the right-hand side. Arsenal already have that in, in Bakari Saka. And just, I know you've probably seen a lot of Bakari Saka. So yeah. in terms of the quality, where would you compare the two? Would you say they're almost on a similar level or do you prefer one to, to the other?
0: It's tough, isn't it? Because I'm obviously biased, but yeah. but I, I do have to admit, Saka always catches my eye. Whether he's playing for England or Arsenal, he's a fantastic footballer and, and amazing for how young he is. I still can't believe how young yeah. how young he is and, and how much better he might be. So he is a phenomenally gifted footballer, and, and quite rightly Arsenal looking to build around him for the, for the long term future. So it, without watching him, because obviously clearly I watch you know I watch every minute Rafinha's played this year, so it's quite hard for me to sort of fairly um, compare them, but. I certainly think there's there is a, as you've said Bailey, there's a debate to be had there. I don't think it's cut and dry. One of the two is is particularly better. I think they're both excellent right wingers in the Premier League, and that that was the biggest question mark for me when I saw the reports linking into Arsenal is that how would Arteta fit him into the side? Because as you say, Saka is is very satisfied. From, from I mean, you you can tell me. I mean, I'm, I assume he likes playing on the right and cutting in onto his left foot, which which is where Rafinha has been played for Leeds now. That's not to say Rafinha couldn't play on the left or maybe through the centre for Arsenal. I'm sure he's got the ability to do that. But yeah, at face value, it seems like they would both be cancelling each other out in that position. And it's hard to believe Rafini would want to go somewhere where he's clearly going to be second choice. So I think if Arsenal were going to have a chance, they would would certainly have to pitch something to him, some kind of vision that made it clear he would have a very, very good chance of playing frequently for them.
1: Absolutely. There were also my doubts Would Rafinha want to comment and be direct competition for Kai Saka almost doesn't make sense, especially if, no. if he has interest elsewhere. That's what I wanted to, to bring up. How, Of course, you've mentioned you've watched Rafinha, of course, every minute of Rafinha this season. And if he has played in another position, how is he, for example, in a centre-forward position? Has he excelled there or is he much less effective than than he is on the right-hand side?
0: Yeah, he's he's probably played less up front than we'd have liked. I think there's been, a any your viewers may well be aware that Patrick Bamford was injured for, for a long period of this season and the striker position became quite a problem for Leeds and they couldn't quite find the answer or the solution for that issue. And a lot of us were thinking that Rafinha's ability as a footballer would, would at least mean he was worth a go through the centre and he actually hasn't played there a great deal, if at all, from the top of my head. So... I think we we are talking 85-90% of the season has been on the right wing and very occasionally he'll switch flanks with with Jack Harrison or Daniel James and play down the left. But he's not played in any position for for long enough for me to make a, a proper logical conclusion for you, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's why I think he's more on the right hand side. I think it's natural for a winger, wingers on yeah. the right hand side. He's left footed. They just seem to gravitate towards. It really the...
0: suits him because because it, it, it does then mean he he does drive inside. He makes himself a part of the, of the attacking play and plays in those channels and and ultimately by traveling inside plays through the centre. So he's a hugely talented attacking footballer, and I think you could play him anywhere in those front four positions that Arsenal use, and he would he would be a threat.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And we know about his his abilities on the ball, but what about off the pitch now. I remember the last game of the season, Rafinha was seen celebrate with the Leeds fans. I think he has a has a personal connection there. And Arteta has always touched on having a important culture, an important dressing room, and having a, a team with the same morale, the same the same build, a good attitude. Does Rafinha signal that? Is was he like that at Leeds, or was there any doubts concerning his concerning his off the pitch? Uh, would you say he matters?
0: No, uh, I think all of those fears have been allayed. I think when any whenever a South American footballer comes into England, you, you wonder how they're going to settle in because obviously not everybody is a success and it's quite a huge move for them culturally on the pitch and off it. But he's settled in brilliantly. You know, as, as you've alluded to, he's he's bought into the local area quite well. He's a firm favourite with the fans. He's never said the wrong thing, done the wrong thing. He doesn't sulk. He's not petulant. He plays well. He plays hard. He runs hard. He, he tries hard. I mean, I think that's one of the, the big things, isn't it, is that... We were like an attacking player who's technically brilliant, but we need to see that work rate and that that willingness to fight for the shirt and to track back, especially on the wings. And Rafini has been brilliant. I mean, even towards the back end of the season, when when Leeds were seeing players sent off, you know, of course Luke Haling at the Emirates, Rafini was finding himself playing right wing back and even right back at times, and that wasn't an issue for him. You know, he he was he was basically pitching in, rolling his sleeves up, and fighting in the trenches with his teammates. So there's there's no real issues for us. From what we've seen and heard for Rafinha off the pitch, he seems to have bought in uh, really well to the area and with the squad.
1: Yeah, that's that's, that's good to hear because Arteta, of course, he has had his issues with with players in the past who are not fully really yeah. committed to the cause. And as he's mentioned there perfectly, I remember the, the Luke Ailing red card of the Emirates and Rafinha got a yellow card himself, but I was impressed. Yeah. I was impressed still how he managed to, to maintain composure and still avoid getting sent off because he looked like he was heading that way, but he didn't manage to control yeah. himself, which. Which was which is certainly impressive, and just what is Rafinha's ceiling, Baron? Do you think what what type of player could he become, and what is he at the moment? Do you think there's still a lot of improvement for him to reach a top level?
0: Yeah, it's quite remarkable, really. Um, for least for this guy to have been playing in Rennes in France, I mean, he wasn't playing in a in a league in in South America where people couldn't watch him. You know, he he obviously came to Portugal several years ago, played in the same. Um, uh, sporting Lisbon team as Bruno Fernandes you know he was he was on the radar of teams and ultimately went to Rennes in France and only had a year in Rennes but they qualified for the Champions League and, and again he was a, a young attacking up-and-coming impressive Brazilian forward and it was quite a surprise that Leeds got him for around 17 million pounds I mean that was a an absolute coup and, and certainly one of Victor Orta's best deals as Leeds United's director of football and he's proven to be an incredible success and uh, immense value for £17 million just just two summers ago. So it's really hard to say, Bailey, what his ceiling is. I think, as it stands, I mean, I think the greatest way of putting it is he wasn't in the Barcelona squad until he came for Leeds in that first year under, under Bielsa and got into the Brazil team. And again, I'm not on the Brazil beat, but from what I've read and what I see, he's one of the most important players for the Brazil national team now, and your viewers don't need me to tell them what an accolade that is, if if you are a regular starter for Brazil, you are a very, very good footballer. So the fact he's navigated that so quickly and he's gone from being named in his first squad to being one of the most important players would suggest to me that when he's in that environment and he's surrounded by some of the best players in the world game, it's only going to rise his level. And at the age he's at and with the background he's got and the reputation that Brazilian footballers have, he is absolutely a Champions League footballer and should be playing. You know, in the in the last state the last four of the Champions League, he's that kind of attacking player.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I remember for Brazil, Brazilian fans were saying that they had been crying out for a right winger who could cut in on his left foot, and they finally found that in Rafinha, which is, is of course a big big praise and big big props to him for doing that. Because there's always no no easy feat, especially when you're an attacker for for a creative Brazilian side. But mm-hmm. that is excellent to see. And just the final question, Brian, with with Rafinha, when. Uh, Bielsa came in of course Jesse Marsh sorry was there a difference in his role did he have to adapt to a new type of a role or was he given the same responsibilities of when Jesse Marsh came in?
0: I think the biggest difference with Jesse was that Leeds played a lot more narrow under Bielsa they very much tried to stretch the pitch as wide as possible and you would see the wingers on the touch lines um, playing into space and, and looking to get on the ball in those wide areas but Marsh is, is renowned for playing a very narrow game in a narrow system and if anything, that didn't get the best out of Rafinha. I think one of the, the biggest question marks around Rafinha in the past few, the last weeks of the season was he wasn't quite delivering that sort of talismanic performance that we've come to expect. I think Leeds did survive, but I think we, we all expected to see more from Rafinha. And if anything, he underperformed during the last eight to 10 games in the Marsh. And I think that was one of the big question marks is that Marsh wasn't quite able to get the best out of Rafinha. Obviously, Marsh has come in during the season. He hasn't had the time to, to instill his tactics as he would like to during a pre-season period. So that was a that was a problem for him and it, and it was hard to get the best out of Rafinho in that system. And I think he is definitely served best by playing into space on the counter. Um so playing playing a bit narrow it didn't quite seem to suit him and it became quite congested at times and didn't really get the best out of him.
1: Interesting, interesting, definitely. It would be interesting to see if he did play in Arsenal what what type of role he would be given. But we shall see if that happens. We shall see. The Baron, you've been a legend. Thank you for jumping on the show, mate. Just wanted, do you want to tell everyone where they could refire you to hear more updates about Legionite or or Rafinha himself?
0: Yeah, of course. It's in the it's in the rolling icon at the bottom there at Baron Crosses, where you can find me. I know Arsenal viewers aren't always after Leeds news, but if you want to follow any of the Rafinha stuff, we'll obviously be on top of it for the next few weeks.
1: Of course, guys, make sure to give Baron a check out, and of course, make sure to give the Arsenal way a check out by subscribing and liking this video, and most importantly, make sure you keep following us down the Arsenal way.